Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's turn to God's Word tonight. Just pray as we turn there. Just uh, We'll look just briefly at God's Word and then hopefully have a time just to seek the Lord tonight, just to wait on Him. So if you have your Bibles, it's Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. Last week we were on uh, this uh, topic, ye shall receive power and praise prepares the way. And so there's a preparation uh, for the Spirit of God to move amongst us when God's people just lift up his name, the name of Jesus. And tonight ye shall receive power that faith opens the window. Faith opens the window. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. But ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Then just in the Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 2, just the first two verses. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. We know the Lord will bless the reading of his word. Praise the Lord. Just over in the Galatians chapter 2, we're just looking for a few moments, very simply, many verses you will have read many times and know them uh, off by heart, I'm sure. But we're going to just look at this topic very simply of faith tonight. Faith that opens the window. Praise prepares the place and prepares the way. But faith opens the very windows of heaven. This faith that we talk about in Galatians 2 and 20 says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. We are crucified with him. We are buried with him. And we're risen with him. But nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. That's a revelation on its own, that the Christ of God is living in these lives tonight, and the, live, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live, I live this life. This is important for us to grasp this. I live this life by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I want to read that verse again. I'll read it from the Amplified. It simply says this, I have been crucified with Christ. That is, in him I have shared his crucifixion. It is no longer I who lives, but it is Christ that's living in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith, by adhering to or relying on and completely trusting the Son of God, the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. And the Lord will bless the reading of his word tonight. You know, faith, faith in God, it's something that we all know so well. We know many of the scriptures that we'll often refer to, the main uh, topics and the main verses that we'll turn to when we come to faith. But I just, tonight, very simply, if we could just, again or afresh, just recover the simplicity of faith in God, just simply to believe God, just simply to trust the Lord, 
just simply just in everything and in all things at all times that we just simply are going to rely on this Christ who loved us and gave himself for us. There is no big explanation or interpretation, but just this simple revelation that Christ is in me. And because he is in me, this is the Christ that loved me and gave himself for me. So because of that, I will trust him. I will believe in him. I will rely on him. I will look to him and I will put my faith in him and I will trust him that no matter what comes my way, that he is the God that loves me and he is the God that will lead me and direct me and bring me through every trial and circumstance in our lives. The windows of heaven are opened by faith. Just very simply, just believe in the Lord and how we need the windows, the windows of heaven just to be opened. Just the outpouring. You know, we're singing it in that last verse tonight. Oh, for a deluge of Holy Ghost power. Oh, for a, just a deluge of God, the Holy Spirit. Just an outpouring of the Spirit of God that the windows, as it were, of heaven were thrust open and the power of the Holy Ghost, the power of Pentecost, would simply come down in among us and fill this room tonight to overflowing and fill every vessel in it. Faith, faith, just simple faith, trusting and believing opens that window. When God responds to the simplicity of a faith, of a belief, of simply trusting Him, it's like God Himself will open the very window of heaven. And as Malachi tells us, he will pour out a blessing upon us that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Is that not the blessing that we want? Is that not the cry of the hearts of God's people in this day? God, just burst open the windows and pour out your spirit on this dry, this barren, and this thirsty land. God, just Open the windows of heaven. Just very simply, there's no great complication in anything of what I'm saying tonight, but just respond to the hearts of your people tonight and the cry of your people. Lord, open the window and pour out your Spirit upon us. How many just want God to open the windows tonight? And it's not complicated. It's not, it's not anything of us. It's not us trying to work something or or trying to make something happen, but just a faith in the Christ who loved me and gave himself for me. God, would you open the windows tonight and pour out a blessing upon your people? Now, there isn't room enough to contain it. You know, we've had touches and we've had sprinkles and we've had showers, but over oh, a deluge of Holy Ghost power. We've had the touches, we've had the realities, we've had the sense of God. And even in these past meetings, have we not experienced this beautiful sense of the presence of the Lord and our worship and our times together? Surely he's been in the midst, but surely is there not even a cry for us? Lord, we're looking for the showers and the deluge from heaven to pour out your spirit because great is our need, our faith. Simply tonight, really simply, our faith is in a person. 
It's not in a creed. It is not in a church. It is not in a man. It is not in a minister. The, the faith of the Christian is simply in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. The one, remember, it's the one who loves you and has given his life for you. If that isn't enough to stir something in our hearts, that there's a man that loved me and gave himself for me, that died my death on the cross, that gave himself for my life and shed his precious blood for my sin. That's the faith in my heart to say, I will trust this man, Jesus. I will put my faith in him who never changes, for he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Here we see these group of people, men, women, representative, just like this congregation tonight, as they gathered in that upper room, they simply did so in simple obedience to the word of God. There was no complication. There, there was no interpretation. There was a simple, Jesus said something, and I will walk in obedience to that. If you turn over to Luke chapter 24, I want to show you what word they were obeying in simple faith. Luke chapter 24 and verse 49. Luke 24 and verse 49. It says these words, And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. In other words, I'm going to send the promise of my Father, but I want you to wait in Jerusalem until it comes. And verse 50 says, And he led them out as far as to Bethany, and he lifted up his hands, and he blessed them. Verse 51, And it came to pass, while he blessed them, he was departed from them and carried up into heaven. Now what did they do? As the Lord had instructed them, as the Lord had directed them, what did they do according to God's word? They simply obeyed what God had said. What did they do for those 10 days in that upper room? Well, verse 52 tells us exactly what they were doing as they waited. Number one, it says they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. Now you just pick this up for a moment. They had had an encounter with the resurrection and the life. They had an encounter with Jesus Christ who had overcome the grave, the powers of darkness. He is alive and he is alive forevermore. Now they're returning to Jerusalem. What does it say? With great, what does it say? Great joy. Great joy. They're heading back into Jerusalem with great joy. And then for these days, verse 53, what does it say they were doing? They were continually in the temple, praising and blessing God. Amen. What was that waiting like? What was that tarrying like? Well, the Bible tells us what it was like. They were praising the Lord. They were blessing God. They were seeking the Lord. They were worshiping the Lord. There was great joy in that upper room because they'd met the resurrection and the life. They'd met the Lord Jesus Christ who had changed their lives forever. And as they waited, as they tarried, 
They continually praised and blessed the Lord. Now here they are in this upper room. We've looked at it too many times to remember or to count. But here they are in the upper room on the day of Pentecost. What were they doing? Just to reiterate again. Because praise prepares the way. They were praising the Lord. They were blessing God. They were worshiping the Lord. There was great joy in the upper room. Because the one whom they thought was dead and gone was alive. He had overcome death. He had overcome Satan. He had restored them back to himself because they had all deserted him. And now they are waiting on the promise of the Father. And suddenly the Bible tells us, suddenly on that day, the very windows of heaven were opened. The very windows of heaven were opened. And as Christ has been glorified, the Holy Spirit descended into that upper room. Why did he come to this precise location? When there was the great temple, when there was many other gatherings, I'm sure, of that day, and different sects and Pharisees, Sadducees, and everything else that were gathered. But why did he come here? He came to this room very simply because there was a waiting host who were worshiping, praising the Lord. And in that room, there was a faith a simple faith, a faith that believed and a faith that obeyed that Jesus had given them a promise and a promise he would fulfill. I don't know whether you ever have um, on a dry summer's day, has it ever happened to you when you've got out of your car and you went to close the car, anyone ever got an electric shock? Now, Neil's going to keep me right here because he's our expert electrician. But, you know, when you get that thump, there's a static static electricity sitting on the surface of your car. And they say that it can be up to something like eight or 9,000 volts that just suddenly goes, hits you and goes. There's a difference between static electricity and an electrical current. In other words, please don't do this or try this at home as you often hear. There is plugs around this uh, room. And if you if you keep me right here, Neil, if you just, because there's a current running, there's not a buildup on a surface, but if you put your finger, that line out here runs into our electrical box, and then Neil has put all these wires right through into this building, and you put your finger into that current, what's going to happen? It's going to be more than a shock. It's only about 240 volts, but it's enough to kill you instantly. Why? There's 8,000 or so volts on that static, but because there's no current running, it hits and goes. But when you contact the current, the current begins to flow through your body. Do you know... We need to just come into contact with the current. We we just need to, by faith, just come into contact of a power. This power has no comparison to the power that we are referring to tonight. We just need to touch the hem of his garment as that woman with faith in her heart and suddenly... What happened? 
She was made completely whole. There's a current. There's a flow that comes from the throne of God through Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit and the church more than ever before. You and I included as individuals. We need the touch. We need to tap into this current, this power that's still readily available as much as it was on the day of Pentecost. Does everyone believe that? That it's still readily available tonight as it was 2,000 years ago. He has lost none of his ancient power. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Here's 120 people. Now, again, hopefully I'm right here. But you know, an electrical current will always flow to where there's the least resistance. Resistance. It'll always flow to where there's the least resistance. One thing about this 120 people in the whole of Jerusalem, I believe it, in the whole of the world, there was the least resistance to the will, to the purpose, to the plan of Almighty God. It was like God was attracted to a group of people who were utterly, what do we sing tonight? Utterly yielded. Longing to know. They were surrendered, yielded to God's word and God's way. It wasn't complicated. It was enough. They'd met the master and the master was risen. It wasn't difficult when he said, wait in Jerusalem until you receive the promise. Why? With great joy, even though Jerusalem detested the Christians, with great joy, they returned to Jerusalem. Can you imagine it? With great joy, they entered the city. And with great joy, they climbed the steps to that upper room. And there they were, surrendered lives, utterly and totally yielded. And they were waiting as a host of God's people, praising and blessing the Lord. And the Holy Spirit found a group of people with very little or no resistance to his plan and to his will. The Bible says this, if you have your Bibles, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 19, talking about a completely different type of power than the power that runs through this building and gives us these lights tonight. But here is a power that's toward us. Ephesians 1 and verse 19, it says, And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us word? What does it say? Who believe? Would you say those two words? Who believe? Look what it says here. What is the exceeding greatness of his power to us word who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ. This is the power that's toward us when he raised him from the dead and set him at his right hand in heavenly places. The exceeding Greatness of his power, the power that raised Christ from the dead and set him at the right hand of God. This is the power that's toward everyone who believes. Everyone has the capacity in this room tonight to believe. 
Everyone has the capacity to believe. And the Holy Spirit is looking for a people with the least resistance. That simply can say, I believe. I give my all, but I believe, Lord. And that power surely will move again even tonight. The power that lifted us out of the pit of sin. The power that fills us to overflowing with the baptism in the Holy Ghost. Not to be, here's an important one, the end user. We're to be vessels in which the power can flow through. We're to be those, as it were, the conduit by which the power of God would fill and flow through us. The whole realm of faith, the Bible says, without it, what is it? Impossible to please the Lord. Many times have we quoted that. Without this simple faith, it's impossible. We can't please Him without this faith. Everything of this faith is centered upon the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Actually, just think about it again, what He said. If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place. Do you know what will happen? Jesus said, And it shall remove. Many mountains do we need shifted? How many mountains do we need shifted? Mountains in our hearts, mountains in our lives, mountains in our mind. Mountains all around us. Mountains of wickedness. Opposition. Brothers and sisters, they're everywhere. But these are the opportunities for us with even a faith the size of a grain of mustard seed to say to the mountain, Be thou removed, and it shall be removed. You know, faith is crucial for us in the last moments of time, this faith that opens the windows of heaven, it's actually so crucial for the church to operate and to recover the faith of this book. It's so crucial because the Lord actually says these words that when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? One of the things that the enemy attacked most amongst the disciples was their faith. You remember, if you turn over to Luke chapter 22 and verse 31, and this is where I believe the real spiritual activity is against the church today. Luke chapter 22 and verse 31. The Lord said to Simon, 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 behold, Satan has desired, he's desired to have you. Look at that. You know, I, I believe really this is the end time struggle, wrestle, battle for the church. This is where it's at. This really where it's at. It's the faith of the church. Because if we have faith the size of the grain of a mustard seed, we can say to mountains, we can say to mountains, be thou removed. And so the real battle in these final moments is that the enemy is desiring to have us and to have our faith that's built upon the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Lord said he's desired to have you that he might sift you as wheat. I mean, brothers and sisters, is it not obvious what's been happening? Has there not been a sifting? Has there not been a, a working? 
Has there not been a dealing? Has God even not allowed, permitted things to happen in order that there's a sifting out? But here's what he says. But I've prayed for you. And I thank God tonight there is one up in the glory who prays for us. There is a faithful intercessor. There is one, there is a great high priest tonight who is touched with the feelings of our infirmities. And thank God he prays for us. He prays for us. Isn't that an amazing thing? That Jesus prays for us. You know, our faith is weak. Sometimes we fall. Sometimes we falter. Sometimes we don't feel we can go on. And then have you ever felt somehow, strangely, in the midst of all of that, there is something that lifts you? Yet you can't identify it. You can't put your finger on it. But suddenly you feel the encouragement. Do you know what that is? It's Jesus praying for you and the Holy Ghost lifting you. Isn't that an awesome thing? And thank God for the prayers of God's people. But I want to tell you, friends, there's no one like Jesus. There's no one like the Lord. At times you go through the valleys, times you go through the dark times, times you go through the fire, difficult times, times when it is dark as night, spiritually speaking, where you can't even see the, the hand in front of your face in a figurative way. And sometimes you're going through that, and then somehow, suddenly you feel the encouragement of God. Isn't it something wonderful? Sometimes then all of a sudden the word opens. Sometimes there's light. Sometimes you, you feel the sense of just the burden being lifted. Sometimes you feel the weight off your shoulders. Sometimes you feel you can run like Elijah. What's happening? There's one up in the glories praying for you, saints. And the Holy Spirit comes and intercedes and lifts and takes the burden away and floods the soul with joy. And the peace of God that passes understanding gives the song in the night hour. Increases your faith, opens the word, brings light to your path, brings a joy into your spirit. And suddenly, all of a sudden again, you're back on the road. You're running. And then it comes again, doesn't it? That's the life of the believer. Troubles, trials, mountaintops, valleys. But he's a faithful God. How many times has he picked you up? Praise the Lord. There's a few of us have fallen hundreds of times. But how many times when we fall has he just picked you up again? He's, he's dusted you down. He says, come on, you keep running. You keep pressing on. There's a prize before us. There's a race to run. Lay aside the weights and the things that would hinder you. But keep going. That's the victory. I believe that's the victory. That really is the victory. And we feel the wind of God. What would it be tonight, brothers and sisters, if suddenly, somehow, just because there was a simple faith that rose in the hearts of God's people and the Spirit of God took the, the Word of God and illuminated our hearts and our understanding just for a few moments to see, I live this life not by my strength, but it is the Christ that's in me and my faith is in this Christ who gave himself for me. And Lord, tonight would you open the windows of heaven and the wind of God would encourage us to lift our hearts and our voices and look to him that's seated upon the throne tonight. And then suddenly, suddenly, just like those 2,000 years ago, the wind of God would blow into an upper room and the whole house filled with the power of God and every soul lifted. Their hearts caught up in holy ecstasy. 
As we worship the Lord and we praise Him and we bless Him and we rejoice and the bands are broken and the chains are broken and the weights drop off and the diseases are gone and the sicknesses are gone and the oppression's gone and the burdens are gone and all the troubles are gone and there's peace in our minds and there's joy in our hearts because that's what the Holy Ghost brings. Just because of people just believe the Lord. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. I have prayed for thee that your faith won't fail. It won't fail. I don't work it all out because I can't work it all out. I can't tie it all together. But I do know this tonight. That he is a faithful God. He really has been so faithful. He's a faithful God. We don't deserve anything. We don't deserve anything. But yet in his faithfulness and his goodness. He bestows upon us. Everything that we don't deserve. And simply tonight he just says. Have faith in God. Just believe me. Believe me for the windows of heaven to open. You know, we, John, said to me on Monday morning, I was talking to him, he says, Tim, you know, he says, most people are happy. Most people are happy just in the shallow waters. He says, but if you're going to launch out, and he says, for him, he says, it was like a wee haven for him here on Sunday night of refreshment and encouragement to see what God is doing and the mixture of young and old and kids and everything together. He says, Tim, launch out. You have launched out. The devil won't be happy, but the devil always reacts. He's not in charge of the plan. God's in charge of the plan, but he'll react. But see that faith, we can press through and trust the Lord. I encourage you tonight, brothers and sisters. We have a great high priest up in heaven. You know what he's doing? You know what he's doing? He's praying. And he's saying, oh God, see that wee group of people there. See every individual. See every life, young and old, male, female. See every single one of them. Everyone that belongs to me. Everyone that's blood bought. Everyone that I've redeemed and I've died for. See tonight, he's praying for you. How's God able to do that? I don't know. He's God. But he does it. And he's encouraged and he's praying through and he sees every need in this house. He sees every heart. He sees what concerns every life. He knows what's in your life. He knows what you're hurting with. He knows what you're troubled with. He knows what you're up against. He knows the trials. He knows all the oppositions of the enemy. He knows all that's going on. And know what he's doing? He's praying tonight. But you know, he hasn't left us comfortless. He sensed us the comforter. He searches the deep things of God and he intercedes on our behalf. And do you know what happens? Groanings start to come in the Spirit. Groanings in the Spirit that only the Holy Ghost give. Then we begin to see God really breaks through as we just get in to the purpose and the plan of God. God, give us a faith that simply believes. Open the windows of heaven. Pour out your spirit upon us. In Jesus' name. Let's pray together tonight. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus.
just humbly before your throne and very simply. We thank you that we have access into the Holy of Holies, right to the throne of grace. Right to the throne of grace. We enter by the blood of the Lamb. We have access tonight as your children. Lord, we have rights tonight to come boldly, yet in our hearts humbly before you. But Lord, we come to that throne of grace. And oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, would you anoint our eyes to see. And Lord, would you give us that faith in our hearts tonight. Increase our faith. Increase our faith. Lord, tonight in this meeting, would you pour out your Spirit for those that are seeking, for those that are looking to be refilled. Lord, tonight you know every need and every heart. But we just ask simply, Holy Spirit, just come into this room tonight. Lord, ignite us by the power of your Spirit. Have your way tonight, we pray in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father.